Thank you for listening to Two Genius, One Idiot podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Genius, One Idiot. Have a suggestion or something to say? Email us at twogeniusoneidiot at gmail.com. And now, let the games begin, motherfuckers. Feels good to be back, y'all. Yes, it does. Word. April 10th. Sorry, it's COVID. We in this. I feel like this year's flying by. First quarter down the drain already. Dude, it went by super fast, especially like you figure we were uh, 13 months into this pandemic now. Officially, like everything closing. I guess it's longer than that, but... As far as like everything getting shut down, we are 13 months into this shit. Pretty nut. Well, hey, I got a couple stories for you guys. Let's talk about the stimulus package and let's talk about the stimulus payments. Those have been decent. How y'all feeling about that? You're getting them. I'm sure it's been decent. Yeah, for sure. We'll pay back. We'll be paying that back later. But stimulus package from University of Kentucky. They recently just sent out 500,000 acceptance letters to applying students only to realize that they sent them out in error. They typically only send out about three dozen acceptance letters. (laughs) So that means 499,997 people or whatever the math is got a rude awakening. They didn't get the letter till uh, the cancellation letter till about 24 hours after they got the acceptance letter. So Man, this is a stimulus trolling. package because you know those people went out and partied. Yeah. 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 All those people, those Facebook posts, I, I'm going to University of Kentucky. Dude, you imagine yeah. what their, their walk-ons for like sports were going to be there. Kentucky was going to be back on the map. <laughs> They're going to have so many recruits. <laughs> like we got 500,000 people to choose uh, from. Let's get these, let's get yeah. the basketball team back to where it used to be. The football team has always sucked, but we're about to be, <laughs> Top ten, let's go. Can that school even hold five hundred thousand people? I don't know. Who fuck? They can't do. Who cares? Like, if we're talking about walk-ons, man, the recruiting department needed to. Uh, like, all right, we already sent these out in there. Let's go ahead and get. Let's get the silver lining. We'll create it for us, and let's do this shit. Nice. I like it. So I don't, I don't exactly know if they're a beacon of like higher education and they have such high standards to where only three dozen people usually get these are like 500,000. <laughs> Fuck it. No, that's good. I like it. I like it. Uh, and then who remembers the uh, big earthquake they had in Japan in the Fukushima nuclear plant? You remember that? Yep. Man, did we'll the... check this out. They just said, Sushi. yeah, they have 1.2 million tons of, treated wastewater that they're going to release back into the ocean now i think this is another attempt at a stimulus package for the economy because let's talk about what kind of sushi rolls are going to be coming out in the next couple years you're going to have like the glowing salmon rolls yeah the (laughs) nuclear fall out of your mouth rolls right the like this and get two tongues rolls the x-ray special right light, light I mean, up chests I mean, from the inside they're like we got this new inagi it's a two-headed eels like, yeah <laughs> i want some of that we call this one the cerberus it's got three heads <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean that's that sounds like a lot but really what is that number compared to what they didn't intentionally release of untreated nuclear waste during the whole thing like, is, is it really that much larger of an amount? Is it less? Because it feels like it's probably. If, I don't know if they know how much water they released back in the day. Yeah. They're just trying to stop explosions. I'd be interested to see how they actually treated this water and who was overseeing it and what was put in it to well, treat Well, the it. official said, you know, that they admit that there is still some radioactivity in the water. It's just supposedly less than initially. See, man, shit like that. You wonder you wonder where this Asian hate shit came from. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. That's right. 
I feel like the island, Pacific Islands are close enough, right, to where I could get away with it. It's like Filipino, because yeah. if Filipinos can make the Asian jokes, I feel like I'm close enough to them to where I can, it's proxy, right? Yeah. One, one, one world. That's like a cousin. Yeah, I get it. There you go. I like it. I like it. You're in, man. You're in. In there. And then, and then how about this, this wedding phenomenon that was been going on for this one particular day this year, April 3rd, 2021, because of the date said 4321. I don't know if, if that's a date that I want to get married on. What do you guys think about that? This I feel like they're thing? counting down. I, just, I don't it's know really what they're counting thing? down to. Yeah. A bunch of people got married on this date. Huh. Interesting. Where do you find these stories at? Bro, all you got to do is Google weird weird headlines 2021. They're endless. While on the toilet. <laughs> well, I mean, that is part of my office. Yeah. I was going to say, this is where he does his best thinking is with toilet paper nearby. <laughs> I Press wish I had a bidet, but uh, I have heard that there's a conspiracy theorist group going on. I guess there's a lot of people with this that think that the whole Anne Frank thing was made up, wasn't true. What she hid in the basement, hmm. not the attic? No, they're saying that you know she didn't have the disabilities that she had. Or are you talking about Helen Keller? No, because Anne Frank was the lady who hid from the Nazis, right? But I don't remember her having any disabilities. Are you? I, I know there is a conspiracy. Maybe it theory. was. Maybe it was the Helen Keller thing. Yeah, the been. one where. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Frank. it was the Helen Keller. <laughs> okay, good. I was gonna say, why are they denying Anne Frank? That doesn't make any sense. Like, no, did you say Max Keller. Kellerman? Yeah, Max Kellerman. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, ESPN well, boxing analyst. I've heard him talk about boxing sometimes, and I can make the argument that he may be blind, but. Dude, he's got that patch in the corner of his mouth. I don't know what that is. Yeah, what? no, but with the the Helen Keller thing is, if you're not aware, she's supposedly deaf and blind, but then she was able to become educated and get through her disabilities. But there's been a lot of talk about her interpreter, the lady. It just so happened that Helen Keller and her political views all started lining up. And she started making these like inspirational speeches and shit through the interpreter. Yet the interpreter was the only one who could get that information from Helen Keller. So I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's a hundred percent true. Like I don't want to, you know, she obviously lived a good life for, you know, what her ailments were, but I definitely think that this conspiracy theory could be one of those ones. That's a hundred percent true. Because if you think about it, if somebody, even in today's medicine, and all the techniques that they developed, you know, it's been almost a hundred years since then. They could not get that same stuff out of somebody suffering those ailments nowadays with modern medicine. How did they do it back then? Well, that's valid. Yeah. I think also it's human nature as we tell folklore of people that the story as it gets passed down to gets grander and grander as it gets passed. Yeah. So I think that Helen Keller was a victim in all this, that her interpreter, I can't even remember the lady's name, and I don't even feel like giving her ups, but that lady's a lying-ass bitch. I'll say it straight up. <laughs> she fucking made that shit up. Like the, pro the biggest problem I had with it is that her oh, political God. views, uh, so they just happen to be the same as Helen Keller's? Come on. Hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> good, right. good point, though, Tommy. Well. But... Now I, to... I'm surprised to learn that Tom uh, Tommy is a Anne Frank denier. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. That she, she didn't do nothing wrong. What did she do to you? She got she was she lost the game of hide and seek like with the Nazis. And that, this is what we're holding against her. <laughs> Fucking down with Anne Frank. Boo. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of someone going yeah. down. How about our, how about our boy DMX? I guess he's he's not really yep. gonna be giving it to you here pretty soon. Yeah. No, that's a good point, man. So my uh, my aunt used to cl uh, clean houses in Arizona, and one of the houses that she cleaned was one of DMX's houses back nice. in the day. So my my niece and nephew share stories of how you know the media portrays him as this one person, but the person they saw was someone totally different, someone that was just totally caring. You know my you know my aunt. And nephews are super white. He didn't care. He treated him just the same. You know, he was just that kind of person. Big ups to DMX. I love man. that he had a. I used to. I love his music. Yeah, I love the fact that he had a white housekeeper. 
Roger that. <laughs> yeah, the, the irony. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> this guy. And the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> New day and age, I guess. Ah, oh, it's good stuff. All right. Well, big ups to DMX. Big uh, influence on the music scene. I remember when he first came out onto the music scene. Get at me, dog. Wanna be killers? Get at and, me, uh, dog. Yeah, I, I love DMX back in the day. Even in uh, what was that movie? Was it Belly? Uh, the one Belly. With Nas? Yeah. Romeo must die. Oh yeah, right. Romeo must die. That's right. Didn't he have another one? Right. With- yeah, he had one with Steven Seagal and uh, Anthony Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the name of it. It's like never. There's a guy that does DMX skits, and that that shit's pretty funny. He talks about like DMX at a restaurant. <laughs> hey, yo, man, this thing is that cooked. <laughs> you know, a DMX. I mean, I can't say he was a very good actor because he just really played himself in each movie. Genius. I mean, yeah, like, brilliant though. Yeah, you get paid to just be yourself. That's that's right. where the money's at, man. Like fucking agree, Jack yeah. Nicholson. There's a lot of great actors where they just play themselves in every movie. Tom, Adam Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like all the big ones. It's because they, they, everyone always praises like their consistency, but it's literally that they're not playing anybody. Like, But nowadays, like, it's so weird to me that most of the big actors in Hollywood, they're all from like England and Australia nowadays. That's true. And Canada. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. And then you see them in an interview and they don't even speak English without an accent. Like, it's crazy. Like, you guys watch the show uh, Snowfall at all on FX? No. Oh, okay. Well, I think he does. But then the main character in it, though, he's got on like a Disney a... channel? <laughs> no, it's not the Disney channel. It's on Hulu. But it's <laughs> <laughs> the main character. <laughs> that slipped right by. The main character is like, I've got a really, really thick English accent, and you never know it because his, like, dialect coach for the show was Dub C from West Side Connection. So that's how he learned his accent. So he kind of, mm. when you hear him in the show, you would have no clue that he is is from England. Like, he, back me up, man. You, you know this guy. Did it shock you when you learned he had that accent? <laughs> no. no. Dang. Yeah, no, it, um... it definitely uh, shocked me. Oh, man. well, I was shocked by your response to that question. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, we, we already great. discussed this yeah. at length. This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, I'll be in my trailer. I will say my first scene of that was the doctor from House. Oh, yeah. Oh was uh, when I watched that show, I was like, oh, okay. And then he, yeah, and then he interviewed and he had an English accent. And I was like, what the heck? I wonder if it has to do with, like, pay. I wonder if, it's like, the, maybe those actors from overseas are cheaper. Like, they're not in the unions that are here in the U.S. Or maybe, I don't know. I bet you there's a reason and it's financial. I I can almost, I'd be willing to bet money on it. Yeah, I just think American actors are lazy. Or preconceived they're notions to do and stuff like that. Yeah, do. maybe. But For they sure. surround but We're see that what they do here. though is like it's the main characters usually like what's his name John Boydega in Star Wars. Uh, they they surround them right. with like legitimate like even for that guy from Snowfall. Dude, I can't even remember I can't pronounce the dude's name. All the people around him are all like legitimately from the area that they're right, telling the story about which is like the LA area and Compton all that shit. So to make it more authentic, they surround him with those and then I I just don't understand why, like why, why we're not promoting our own actors because the American actors haven't made us, you know, made a scene of it yet. Yeah, I, don't think. I don't know. We'll see. Once they say something, then it'll be a thing I'm sure. But until then let the best actor and actresses get casted. Or, like, are we going over there doing British accents and stuff on their television? Not, not, not that I know of. You know, what's funny is when we were in Iraq, they, they didn't speak English until you showed them some money. <laughs> They'd look at you and start waving their hands, and then you pull out some money, and they're like, all right, he's three houses down on the left. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's insane. It's man. like you need to look at the the power box. His modem leads up there to the second floor. <laughs> There's a trap door in the living room. Yeah, he's got DSL. He has not upgraded to cable yet. The fiber optic line. Look for the CenturyLink box. Yeah. 
let's talk about people who are surviving and uh, people who are hanging out on the front lines. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on. The pandemic, as you said earlier, Johnny, is still going on. Shoot, you know, we got a guest today that kind of gets to deal with that on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. So our guest uh, coming up is a friend of mine from uh, junior high and high school, and she just so happens to now have been a nurse. Uh, so she, but she actually uh, originally started off in the ER, but now currently works as uh, like an ex. I, I believe it's radiology. I can't remember her exact title, but I'll let her go into it further as to far as what exactly she does. But she had the unique perspective of this that she was actually when the pandemic started, she was five months pregnant as well. So wow. she, we're going to talk about that going to what her experience was like actually because she dealt with patients. And then she also had to deal with, you know, giving birth during this. So I thought that that would be pretty cool to talk to her about. So coming, oh, yeah. yeah, coming up next, we got Killa Courtney. Hopefully she ain't killing nobody, but especially her <laughs> job. <laughs> so joining us today in studio, uh, well, via Discord is our guest today. I referred to her earlier as Killer Courtney. I don't think that with her profession that that's a good idea to be her nickname, seeing as she is joining us from the medical profession. She's going to go ahead and give a brief introduction about herself and what her experience is, and then we're going to go into some of the questions from our listeners and then share my experience with COVID with you guys as well. So welcome, Courtney. Thank you. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for having me. My name is Courtney. I am a nurse. Uh, I've been a nurse for about nine years. Started off in the emergency room, worked in the emergency room the majority of my career so far. About four years ago, I did switch over to IR, which is a radiology department where I was able to go do like procedures in uh, the emergency room, ICUs, all the floors. And we also did uh, emergency stroke interventions, aneurysm interventions, trauma interventions, all sorts of cool stuff. When COVID hit, I was in IR, interventional radiology. So I got had a unique perspective. I was able to see, you know, the emergency room, the ICUs, the COVID units. Yeah, all sorts of different things. One of the other things that I know you had mentioned, and if you want to talk about it, is that yeah. during the first part of this, you were like not kind of pregnant you were pregnant pregnant like almost ready to pop yeah yeah so i was pregnant right when things got bad i guess or started getting bad was like about a year ago right so march april i had my daughter in may so yeah i was like seven eight months pregnant i also you know was working full-time plus we did on-call shifts every week where we'd come in for emergencies and you don't know what you're getting on those like it could have been like i said a stroke or a trauma we don't know who has covid you don't got time to covid test somebody who's bleeding out from a trauma so so yeah we would just do all all those types of procedures you don't know you know what the hell you're being exposed to i was eight months pregnant i was also the charge nurse in the department so i couldn't be like i can't go in there i'm pregnant so Not so it was it was stressful <laughs> once you were actually going to have the baby was because I remember there being a big deal about people not being able to go see their relatives as they were getting sick and if they were getting ready to pass on. Were those same restrictions applied to you of being pregnant as far as with your husband or any family members? Or? Uh, yeah, so my husband was able to go with me. Thank God. I know there was like horror stories from other hospitals where you had to go in alone. I did not have to go in alone. He was able to go in with me. I could not have anybody else in my family there. I mean, he wasn't supposed to like, you know, go in and out of the hospital. He was supposed to stay with me. We were there for like three days so he for sure went in and out and brought us food oh, yeah, but other definitely. than that like i mean that was just it was happening so do you um, think your position helped you get around those restrictions maybe? uh no they didn't know who i was i was at a totally okay. different hospital yeah I see. I was going to say, because you, you might have hit did the homie hookup for this and just didn't realize it. But yeah. I know. Had I like had the baby like at the hospital I worked at, then that might have been a different story. But no. Right. He would have been going on food runs for all of your friends. Yeah. Though. Right. Or maybe yeah. somebody. Yeah. Who knows? Gotcha. But no, that definitely was not happening. And I don't like advert like when I go into the hospital or doctors, I'm not like, I'm a nurse. You know, it's just not something you want to advertise. I think that they're pretty the good time. at figuring it out, to be completely honest. Like yeah, when you ask probably. when they ask some of their questions, your responses I think give them a good idea whether or not you're in the medical field. They do. Like when I'm when that happens and I tend to know what they're talking about, and then they're like, wait a second, 
what do you do? You know, then I'm like, okay, I'll tell you, but <laughs> only cause you asked only cause point. you're asking me, I'm not going to, you know, throw it in your face. And I don't know, some people that that definitely happens in our profession. People will go to the hospital or the doctor and they're like, I'm a nurse. So I know everything that you're going to, you know, everything you're going to say and everything you're talking about. And I just, I'm not one of those types of people. So I just Let's tend to the bullshit and you go right to telling me uh, write out that prescription, please. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You just so, got to know the right doctors to go to, you see, that's... No. Right, right. So you kind of had a real, like, unique experience as far as... I'm, I'm not sure there's a lot of people who ended up needing any sort of medical procedures, especially one that can be as taxing as, you know, having a baby. You kind of got it from all angles as far as professionally, personally. For sure. How, how was it different than before? Like, did, did, was it different, I guess, would be where to start? You mean as far as, like, being pregnant and having COVID going on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. We didn't know how bad it was going to get. We didn't know what it meant for being pregnant. And I'm like in the middle of a hospital in downtown Tacoma. Um, it was definitely a lot more stressful like than any, you know, than my previous pregnancies because I didn't know I was wearing a mask before anybody was wearing a mask you know I was I didn't care how silly it looked or whatever like I was like I'm definitely wearing this mask and just I didn't go anywhere I was just a lot more careful yeah I I personally love the mask because people are gross and yeah it just gives you like it makes it socially normal for you to be like I want this mask on because I don't trust you and where you've been this is not about me being a weirdo with this mask it's about you and your disgusting germs all over you. And it w- and when it first started, it was weird. Like especially before we were like required to do it, you know. But the only time you'd wear a mask in the hospital is when we're like doing a procedure or if you were sick. People refuse to get the flu shot, and if you refuse to get the flu shot, then you had to mask up because we're in a, working in hospitals. For me, I was just like big and pregnant walking around the hospital wearing a mask and it felt kind of weird sometimes. But I mean, of course, now it's normal. And now I wonder if it's going to be the norm, like. Would I feel comfortable even going into the hospital not wearing a mask? I just, it's, it's so, it's the norm now. So it's crazy to think about not wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that definitely is going to make its way into our culture. I think so too. Yeah, for sure. You don't have to go into any specifics if, if it's not necessary, but did you deal with any patients that passed away from this? So my position in the hospital was more of like an ancillary staff at this time. I was like going in to do procedures. I did, I mean, we did some emergencies that sometimes those didn't turn out well. As far as COVID specifically, I personally wasn't like taking care of a patient for days as they died, but I would go in and we would do procedures on patients that were not doing well and they had COVID. And it was very, it could be really emotionally taxing, especially when like I would... One specific like time that sticks in my head forever is when no one could go into the hospital, which is the way it still is now, but it was when all this was just first happening and I had to call and get permission from this lady's husband to do a procedure that was like a life and death procedure. Like we had to do it. And the husband was just, you know, I was trying to explain it to him the best I could. And he wanted to know, you know, how's my wife doing? What's going on? And I don't have all those answers because I wasn't the primary nurse. I was just going in to do this procedure that needed to be done. Right. And, you know, the husband is just breaking down on the phone with me and saying, please save my wife. And, you know, it's just, and that wasn't the only time I dealt with that at all. That was the first time I dealt with that specific to COVID. It's still in my head today. I can still hear his voice. And she, I don't, you know, she didn't make it. And it's just like one of like the thousands and thousands of similar situations. So it's been, it's been definitely an emotional roller coaster for anybody that's doing this job. Like, do you feel it's made you better at your job or do you feel like in some ways it made you jaded a little bit when dealing with that sort of thing? Uh, personally, I'd, I'd put a wall up, you know, I'd have to in order to function. You know, yeah, I think I was able to learn pretty, pretty early on to do that just because I started out in the emergency room and I worked in, you know, St. Joe's and Tacoma night shift emergency room. So it's like you learn real fast to like put a wall up to some degree. How, how uh, on the did you work there? Uh, I worked there 2012 to 2017, I want to say. Do you know a gal named, she'd be like in her early 40s and her name is Teresa Alston. She worked mm-hmm. at St. Joe's as well. She's my cousin and she's uh, she was originally supposed to do this, but yeah, flaked on me. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, d- I don't remember. Honestly, it sounds familiar, but it's been, it's been a long time and I've met her. And she's a nurse, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's an, uh, I believe she now currently is an ICU nurse for St. Clair. Oh yeah. Yeah. You text me about her. And I think that'd be, that'd still be a great interview for you because she w is one of the nurses that would be taking care of these patients from the minute they come in there until they hopefully walk out of there. A lot of yeah. them, if they make it to ICU, that's not generally the way they go. Right. Yeah. So I think definitely was able to learn just basic nursing shit you put a wall up you know but then on the flip side of that if you don't have any compassion then you shouldn't be in this business either so i think that this whole experience from this last year has just been like emotionally taxing to a point to where you're like not necessarily put a wall up but just try to like not you know let it affect you as much but i mean it's we're all human you know you see some of the shit that we have to see every day and it's it starts to get to you for sure i personally am out of the hospital right now. Um, I still have like a, a per diem position at the hospital in my department, but I haven't worked in a couple months and I just needed out. I needed to get out of the hospital and do something else. And I'm, I'm at a clinic right now and then doing my side job. So. Right. Right. Understood. Um, and I think yeah. that that's happened for a lot of people. I think a lot of nurses have just needed out kind of out of the hospital scene. But did you feel like before you took your sabbatical or whatever it is that the restrictions in the hospital, we're starting to ease because I, I had a comment about that with my own experience as far as COVID. I think it depends on honestly what hospital you're at. So I, it has been probably a month since I've worked in the hospital. Cause like I said, I have a per diem. So I still like do go work there once in a while. And I was right. working full time up until a couple months ago in the hospital still. I know at the time they were only allowing, you know, one person to come in and you had to stay. That one person could only stay all day long. You couldn't let family members go back and forth. And then they were allowing nobody for COVID patients. But then when I was there recently, it was end of life situation. They were allowing family to come in. I, it just And it just depends on what hospital you're at. I swear the rules change like every day almost. And, you know, right. with this, whatever CDC guideline comes out, the rules change with it. And you see how frequently they come out. So I actually had my first scheduled COVID vaccine shot. It was the beginning of March on a Friday. I get the shot on Friday. I go over the weekend. The weekend, I feel just fine. Monday rolls around. I start to kind of feel like shit a little bit. And the very first symptoms that I had were I was just super tired and having issues to where no fart was to be trusted at that point. And it, that kind of continued for a while. Uh, yeah. And while this is happening, I'm assuming this is all because of the shot. Right. Because they said expect, you know, it's going to feel like 15 to 25 percent of what actually having COVID was like. Yep. And so that first day I was like, oh, OK, this isn't so bad. And then Tuesday rolls around and I have I got a fever of about 104.2. And I just started to feel like dog shit and it just yeah. hit me and then it just stayed. And again, the next couple of days I functioned, you know, I still was I, I work from home, but I work uh, during the night shift. And I was just trying to function as if uh, this was just the side effects, no big deal, suck it up, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then you go into about day three or four of this, and I just, I can't concentrate at work. Like, I wasn't sleeping at all because I was coughing so much. And then uh, it just kind of snowballed with the fact that I couldn't get any sleep because of the coughing. And then with the issues with, you know, my digestive system, I didn't want to eat anything because I didn't want to have to run the gambit every single time, whether or mm -hmm. not this is going to be just air or we're going to have some substance to this. So I was like, fuck that. I'm not eating anything anymore. I just kept feeling sicker and sicker and sicker. And my fever, it would go down every now and then because I, I kind of started rotating between Tylenol and uh, ibuprofen. Tylenol would not get it to go down. Ibuprofen did. And then finally that weekend after I, I got some time off, my mom actually went and got her test. And that's when we found out that she was positive. So we had been around each other. And I assumed that, you know, if she's positive, I'm having these symptoms too. She also had gotten her shot the week before. So we kind of were just like, all right, if she's got it, I probably got it, whatever. I'll see yeah. what I could do. There's been a week at that point. You roll into about Wednesday of that next week. So it's been about a week and a half since I started showing the symptoms. I had to go to the ER myself just because I was, you know, like I said, I wasn't sleeping. I was feeling like shit and my fever wouldn't go down. So I could roll up into that ER and they have a whole section. Like they got signs everywhere. If you have these symptoms, you are limited to this section, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And nobody's enforcing it. So I, they even told me, they're like, hey, I have a seat there. I was like, I'm pretty sure my mom already tested positive for COVID. I'm pretty sure I got it. Where do you want me to go? Yeah. I'll just pick anywhere. I was like, oh, 
Ooh. All right, cool. <laughs> so all I'm right. like, all right. Yeah. That's and they did like interesting. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Because it was the security guard and I was like, all right, bro, you're not a nurse. I'm not listening to you. So then I go and talk to one of the nurses. I'm like, hey, should I go over here? And they're like, no, it's not necessary. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's why my question about the restrictions being lax. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was very interested by the whole thing. And then, mm -hmm. so they take me back there. They do the swab. They did an x-ray on my chest. And turns out that I had pneumonia to boot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, that's one of the major, major things that goes along with this, right? Right, right. So like, because of that, the doctor that was there made me do some uh, O2 stress tests to oh, where geez. we're, me and, me and this lady are mobbing around the building. I'm like, should I be going through this building if I have this, if I have just tested positive COVID? She's like, oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So we're mobbing through the building. We do the first lap around. She's looking at her monitor. She goes, well, you failed. And I was like... I didn't know I was taking a test. You didn't prepare me. I didn't have time for, to study. What the hell are you doing? I failed. <laughs> so then she's like, all right, we're going to go again, but we're going to do it this time. We're going to do it slower. And I was like, I go, lady, you're looking at me. I go, I'm, I ain't been doing shit for the last two weeks. And this is the most physical activity I've gotten in that time. I go, so if you're trying to measure my oxygen, I probably am failing miserably. So we go around again. I passed towards the end when she let me stop talking. Huh? Yeah. They, she's like, okay, well, we're going to let you go home. I mean, I, I will admit to having told her, I was like, I'd rather just die at home if I'm going to die, if we're being completely honest. So she, that's why she let me do the test again. But that doctor was pretty determined. She's like, I think that we should hospitalize you if you fail this test. Hmm. That's where we were. Yeah, that's interesting that you would have failed it. And then it's like, oh, well, let's just slow down and then see if you pass. I feel like if you fail it, you fail it. But I don't know. I wasn't. Yeah. There. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, this, that's what I'm saying is like this hospital, like I think if I yeah. went to a different hospital, I probably would have gotten hospitalized. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But because yeah. I went to this one where the rules are just suggestions, I ended up being able to go <laughs> right. back home oh my and recover. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But it was, uh, but it was, it was kind of, it was interesting. They didn't seem to be that worried about it. And I'm like, all yeah. right, I get it. We, people are getting vaccinated, all this other stuff. I go, but as demonstrated i got the first shot of this fucking vaccine and i still yeah. got it so yeah what are you so guys doing when, to prevent when that? did you get it when did you get the the shot again uh it was the beginning of march okay I look at it exact so you had it like it, you had it for a couple weeks before you actually caught this virus um i i think the the suspicion is that my dad gave it to us he kind of disappeared there for a while, was complaining about not feeling good for about a week and a half prior to when I actually got the shot. So I think I did catch it like right before that. Oh, okay. Dang. So just bad timing. Yeah. And then yeah. I was thinking I had my second shot scheduled for uh, yesterday and I decided that I was going to wait. Because while I feel better, like a lot better, mm -hmm. I still kind of feel like there's some lingering effects of it and I just it mostly it's just I got to get my sleep schedule back on track because not sleeping at all for two and a half weeks just screwed up my yeah sleep schedule especially you know because I work graveyard anyway so that's yeah. crucial for me I got to flip-flop it and it's it has not been working yeah the second shot can kind of throw some people for a loop too so if you're already feeling you know just coming down off of having the virus like that's totally understandable to want to wait right. wait a little bit I would definitely still get it yeah, no, I, yeah. I fully plan on getting it. I just, uh, the timing of it, I just felt wasn't right to rush yeah. into it until I feel I like that's 100%. that's totally understandable. Yep. Yep. So one of the questions is that our listeners submitted was, do you ever get paranoid when you get a runny nose or a cough now? Yes. I've been fully vaccinated for months and I don't care. I still get super paranoid. One of the things I usually do is think can I taste or smell anything? <laughs> and if I can taste or smell anything, did you lose your taste or smell with when you got sick? I never fully lost my sense of taste, but I did lose my sense of smell. I'd say it's fully back now, but it came back in stages. Like eventually I was just walking around my house and I was like, the fuck is that smell? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's the first time I've had that feeling in like three weeks. So I guess yeah. this is progress. Yeah. Usually if I get any weird symptoms, which is mostly allergies right now, right? Uh, then I'll just be like, can I taste or smell? And then I'm like, okay, it's okay. 
but it definitely yeah. like still runs through my head every time. I was sick like a month ago and I ended up having to get a COVID test to go back to work because that's just how they do it now. And I went into the urgent care and I asked that doctor, I was like, because they wanted me to go to urgent care. I couldn't just go get a test in my car or whatever. And I asked that doctor, I'm like, dude, I'm fully vaccinated. Like, I'm not super worried about it. And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, there's variants out there. And I said, well, have you seen anybody come back positive that's been fully vaccinated? And he's like, well, no. Then very recently, like this past week, I had a patient that was tell that also is in the healthcare field. And she was telling me that she's actually seen several now start to come in and get a COVID test and come back positive. Yeah. that are fully vaccinated now did Who they knows, did they experience like the full litany of symptoms or just that i don't know oh. yeah that i don't know i was curious in the same thing that's why i was asking that doctor you know are people first of all are people starting to come back positive now that are fully vaccinated because it would be just like right around now that that's going to start happening and yeah then i had more questions also i had the same questions are they really sick i did see one uh video on facebook recently that was a nurse and he said just because i'm in like a lot of different nurse groups but he said that he had come back positive and he was completely asymptomatic so i know one of your questions was can you still carry the virus if you're fully vaccinated and i from what i've learned i mean nobody really knows you could possibly carry the virus and just be asymptomatic or you your body can just fight the virus right away and then you're not carrying it around but i think that's just something that nobody really knows right now right right and then the thing I noticed is that with that the situation of my latest test having came back negative and then my mom's came back positive there was a lot of questions that we asked her doctor the CDC the health department since she came back positive and I got to tell you their answers don't give me a lot of hope because every single one of them had a different answer and I was like right. wait a second it's <laughs> like are we not all on the same page or, or or even worse are we just guessing and that's yeah. That's kind of started to worry me a little bit. So we've kind of, you know, erred on the side of caution. And until she gets a negative test, going to kind of yeah. treat it as if she still has it. Just just because, you know, I'd hate to give it to somebody. That was, yeah. that was one of the main things, like, when this first happened and I found out that, you know, she was positive. And then, of course, with my test as well was... I had been in contact with a lot of people during that time, you know, granted we were still masked up, but we had done our previous episode of the podcast where we had people in the studio over at Eric's house and I immediately started calling people like, Hey, you know, I just want to give you the heads up. This is what's mm, happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I figured, you know, I obviously I wanted them to be aware of it, Yeah, but of course. I don't think that this sort of ordeal I don't think we're done with it. Do you think that there's going to be another one no, here? Yeah, no, I don't think we're done with it at all. I'm, I mean, I, I don't know what's happening, like, right, what's going to happen. But like right now, I know the cases are going back up. You know, they're talking about putting us back into phase two on Monday. So I don't know until, and I know that there's only like 20% of the people here are vaccinated. So it's going to have to be a lot more people vaccinated before it goes away. So, yeah, and that's a whole other topic i guess Pe whether you know people that want to get vaccinated don't want to get vaccinated it becomes very political yeah, you know, yeah. Well, we're gonna have to see what happens i guess i think the masking up is gonna be a regular thing i feel like if i went into like if i went to like a hockey game right now i feel like i would want to have a mask on even if we weren't didn't have to it just seems like it'd be like the normal thing to do now like i don't want that person to breathe on me or cough in my direction you know so right. we'll see. We'll see what happens with all that. But I definitely don't think we're done with it until more people get vaccinated. That's just the science of it, I guess. Right. And yeah, then as far as like immunity and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah and, then, and then as far as like the what people that's what I was going to say is you were saying that you're getting different information from whoever you asked. And that's totally, totally how it is everywhere right now. When I was in the hospital, like I was in charge of the department most of the time going to the, all the meetings and like you would have different information every single day and it's not that nobody knows that they're guessing they're just going on the information we have and the information we have is constantly changing right right kind of have to expect that a little bit because if it just stayed rigid and this is the way it is it, it yeah. would i think it would affect the credibility of it because you know they have to do research figure all yeah. that out and if it just continued as one way it's just the the conflicting information just really surprised me because everyone's answer was different and like at uh, this point in the game yeah yeah, yeah. Right. it's like a, we're a year in technically if you go back to you know 
It was yeah. like October of 2019 when it first started popping up. You figure that's almost a year and a half that we'd have some answers. Some more solid answers. Yeah. Some of them were very yeah. confident and other ones were, I felt like they were just guessing. And I, that kind of bothered me a little bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Totally so understandable. You, so I agree with you 100% about the masks, like being a part of our culture going forward. Mm-hmm. Prior to getting COVID, this was the year I, I like didn't get sick at all between social distancing and not, you know, working from home, wearing the mask. Yeah. I didn't get sick at all until I actually got COVID. And that was, I let my guard down. I, I'm pretty sure it was my, my pops that brought it in when he was sick. I just thought he was regular sick, not I'm going to be just fine, but I might kill you type sick. So, right. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, so so they're both in their 60s, and they did better with it than I did. I was like, how the hell I'm going to be the younger one, and I'm going to be the one who struggled the most with this? And you just never know. I mean, there's been thousands of nurses who've died from it, and I'm like, that's me, you know, going to work every day. Like, I don't have any major medical problems, and there's bits, neither have a lot of the people that have died from it. It just hits people differently. And that's, like, the scary part for, for me, anyway, as far as being exposed because I can't just sit at home and wait for it to pass. Like I'm going, going into it every single day. So. Right. Right. And then with the, you could weaken your immune system. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. Well, that was one of your sister's questions for me was how many times did you think I, you were going to die? But the truth is, is that I didn't really, I just was like, all right, cool. This is the reality. I'm just going to deal with it. I'll be all right. I'm young enough. I'm more worried about my parents. I'll do my yeah. best to take care of them. And then all of a sudden, you go about a week and a half and there's all the the biggest threats with it are you know obviously it's a respiratory infection so getting pneumonia with that is probably not a good step Mm -hmm. i just started checking off all these boxes like okay you now have this and you now have this and it just was like all right well shit is is this really going to be something that's life-threatening to me because you know they're they want to hospitalize me yeah yeah it just was really like a kind of surreal like all right for sure because I never thought when I got my positive, I never thought I was going to be possibly in that category mm-hmm. until I was in that category. And then it's like, oh, shit. Right. Yeah. 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 It's pretty crazy. But yeah, once they I'm treated glad you the did pneumonia, okay with it. Yeah. Once once they treated the pneumonia, I, I actually started to feel a lot better. Like I could immediately tell once those that medicine kicked in. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. I feel better every day and it's kind of you know it's been about a week and a half since i got my negative so oh good awesome and you didn't give it to anybody in your house or what i think i was the last one to get it but the first one to fully recover from it okay yeah i think it was just a combination of the weird sleep schedule not sleeping not eating yep i just helped it you know really helped it along and then i had a fever my fever was higher than everyone else's in the house fever yeah and it it just stuck around too. Like I had, I was struggling to get it below 102. Jeez. Like it was so weird. Like the, the skin underneath my eyes looked like I had been, have you ever been snowboarding? Yeah. Like how you get that uh, bright reflection from the snow. Like it looks almost like your sunburnt. That's what yeah. I was looking like was I was winter burnt and Ugh. yeah, it was, it was not a good look. Let me tell you. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you were kind of riding the line there with being doing okay with it and almost being hospitalized and i mean i'm glad to hear that you came out of it okay right right and then with these damn burnt cheeks now i might have to hit you up for some of that botox therapy i don't know if that works for for the sunburn (laughs) that works for these lovely lines on our foreheads and in between our eyes well you know for my my pops's culture and stuff they do really well with the aging until they hit like about 55 and then it's like they make up for all those years where their skin didn't crack yeah. Then they, it just hits them, boom, like a truck out of nowhere. Oh, man. So I'm looking forward to that. I have about yeah. 15, 15 years. Uh, you know, hopefully I'll make it there, you know, once COVID-22 hits them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I hope, not. I hope that does, I hope it doesn't hit like it did before and nothing like that. Yeah. I'm hoping we have some some things under control now. We'll I see. definitely think Who we're knows? more educated about it. Yeah. But really, like, with something like this, it really highlighted how stupid stupid people can be <laughs> i know i agree oh just man did, especially like just being in the hospital in it and being a nurse and it's it was hard to stay friends with with people <laughs> just because <laughs> i'd be like you know i like you but i think you're so fucking ignorant and i can't even talk to you for at least a year because you're so stupid 
and just selfish and ignorant and it's you know it, I know that I'm not the only one that felt that way about a lot of things and that's just you know you just get to know a lot of people on a whole nother level yeah, yeah and it was, I definitely was disappointed in some of the people I thought I yeah. knew pretty well sure. that, so I think we'll, we'll, we'll end it with one of the questions from uh, co-host Mike he wanted to know do you feel that the hype was real or that it was just the media really pumping this thing up to fulfill, not necessarily political agendas, but definitely just, it, it was the hype real, I guess, is where the question starts, and then we can go from there based off how you answer. Uh, I think that at points the hype was real. I think that a lot of it was, a lot of it, the media took it and ran with it. I felt that way a lot in the very beginning. I felt like, I think with a lot of other people felt the same way in the beginning. You're like, this can't be that big of a deal. Like the media is being crazy. Like it's not that big of a deal. And then once it kind of hit hard and I was, you know, seeing it firsthand before everybody else is seeing it. Cause I'm in the hospital. Then I was like, okay, the hype's actually, it's legit. And people are dying and they're dying a lot and quickly. And nobody knows, you know, who's going to die because you know, it's young people, old people, it doesn't matter. I feel like then it just got really, really fucking political. And that's just kind of where it's been. So both, if that's, you know, it's a gray area. I think that the hype was legit there for a long time and it still is a serious thing. I definitely see that a lot of it's been pol political and it's just been the, the media being the media. I think that it's a serious thing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. The hype's, I, I think the hype's real because it's serious and people should take it seriously. Okay. Okay. But That's it's a gone good. a lot of different ways also with it. So, yeah. So, as far as medically, you feel like the hype was real, uh, yeah. but you feel yeah, like I think so. over politicized. For yeah. sure. A hundred percent. Dude. hundred percent. Um, But medically, it was serious. It is serious. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, and I agree with you. I, mm -hmm. I thought the hype, I honestly thought it was a little overhyped. Yeah. until I had to deal with it. Then I was like, oh shit, this thing, not only can it hit you, it can hit you hard yeah. and it can hit you fast. And you, yeah. Yeah. So it was, well, and there was a whole point where like people, it was like very hyped up and it was serious. And like, I'm seeing that it's serious and a lot of people are seeing it serious, but then at the same time, a lot of people, I even got asked were like, do you know anybody who's had this? Have you seen anybody who's had this? Like what is happening? Does anybody really have this? And I mean, this was probably like, you know, I don't know, six, seven, eight months ago until until you know somebody, I guess, until people started to be like, oh, you know, my friend had this, my sister had this or whatever. Then it's like, oh, it's real. Oh, I should put a mask on and quit being a dick, you know? Yeah. So you definitely see a different, yeah, see a different perspective. I literally give people dirty looks all the time with the masks. I cuss them out like silently behind yeah. the masks. Like these, these masks, you, you got to take advantage of them, man. Yeah. At Thanksgiving, my husband's whole family got together. We did not. I had have a new baby like we just kept to ourselves i already feel exposed enough like being in the hospital and coming home i'm like if you know we'll just not do that so the day after thanksgiving we all went together went to bass pro shops got santa pictures with like everybody that was just together for thanksgiving and then my kids and myself two days later we found out every everyone had covid everyone that we were with had covid everyone that got oh, together for thanksgiving had covid my kids and myself never got covid like knock on wood that was obviously months ago but the only thing we did was wear a mask yeah and it seems yeah. like it worked yeah so. yeah so i'm like very thankful that that we wore masks and didn't yep. go to thanksgiving dinner <laughs> and even then like it so sucks, but it is what it is with me but i didn't spread it to any as far as i can tell so far I, I didn't spread it to anybody and you know i always wear the mask and i've been trying to stay home stay out of public places um so it seems as if that worked too because all the people that i was in contact as far as i know none of them have come down with it so yeah and that's a that's good you know it's a good feeling that you didn't spread it around so yes it is i was more worried about that than i was about my own health to be right completely transparent about it you know it's a lot of good information i really appreciate you coming on taking the time to do this and joining us and if something major happens in this field in the future i hope you'd be willing to come back on and join us yeah sure no problem no problem all right well that's all for uh savior no longer killer courtney she joined us about the COVID 19 go ahead and take it away mike from here all right, cool. Excellent, excellent interview. Nice job, Johnny. Thank you, Courtney, for uh, coming on as a guest. Always awesome to have. We like the guests. We like having people come on and share their stories and what a story that was. So that's good stuff. Yep. Uh, and so 
little, little transition here. I got a question for you all. As I was doing research for this episode, I came across a name that people have named their kids. It didn't say how many, but people have named their girls Pandemica. <laughs> I'm just curious what y'all think about that. I I have no words for that, but I'm curious what's gonna be like the shortened version. We're gonna call Pan. We're gonna call her Demic. Short for oh Demica. yeah, no, my name my name is Pandemica, uh, but for short, you can just call me Rona. <laughs> people are so stupid. Like, how many people do you think actually name their kid that? I'm sorry. I hope I hope nobody, but Jesus, wait, man! Some poor girls running around named Pandemica, man. It's sad. Yeah, it's real sad, man. Jesus, oh, man. poor Tommy Two Guns. Yeah, little pandemic. Yeah. yeah, Rona. <laughs> telling you right now, little Pandemica, we feel for you. Oh my God! So, what's the worst name to name your daughter in 2021? Pandemica or Karen? Oh. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I honestly, I'd go with Pandemica. You got options. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is the man. what's it? The male version of that is Kyle. So what? Yeah. Okay. So let's let's just think of the people that have to stamp these birth certificates. Oh my gosh! And this one rolls across. They're like, oh look, a little female Pandemica. What the? F- this serious? That's exactly this is right. Six pounds, ten ounces. Born at freaking. The the hospital on base, little pandemica Jenkins. <laughs> oh my Jeez. god, out of control, out of control. Well, all right. Anyway, if I, if I ever meet somebody named Pandemica, I'm gonna find their parents and slap them. Yeah, that's messed up. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Her, it is messed up. Her parents were it lost in the up. in the pandemic, so that's why they named her that. There you R. go. R. You were you were created during the pandemic, hence we will call you Pandemica. <sighs> Logical. Makes sense. I get it. <laughs> Name their kid should have been a sock. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like you should have been <laughs> in, into a sock or a, a graphic t-shirt that I was wearing at 2 a.m. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Nice. <laughs> Your name is Marvel. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a bad so, name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh let let's switch gears from Karen to Kraken. Ooh, the Kraken. Ooh. How about that? Boom. Just missing a few letters. We're in business. Yes, we are. So for this week's Kraken, we all know we're getting closer and closer and closer. Closer. So today, we're going to do a short little segment of the unwritten rules of hockey. They're, they're not in the rule books. They're just known. So a couple of them to start out. And now, all these usually will start fights, right? And what's better than fighting in hockey? Nothing. Yeah. That's why I love hockey is because fighting is not only allowed, but it's encouraged. Now, some of the unwritten rules of fighting in hockey is the heavyweights will fight the heavyweights. Right, the enforcers will—they won't go after the goalie or something like that. They're—they're they're fighting the other enforcers, and they—they'll keep it to heavyweight, heavyweight, middleweight, middleweight kind of deal, unless a rookie wants to come along and prove prove himself, which is usually turns out bad for him. So during warmups, if you're unfamiliar with the markings on the rink, we'll go over that in another episode. There's a red line that goes across halfway, and that's when the teams warm up. Each team is on their side. The 50-yard line equivalent. Pretty much. Now, there is there is difference in sizes of regular rinks, hockey rinks, to the Olympic hockey rinks. Hmm. We'll go over that later also. But Looking forward to if, that episode. If one team goes across the red line, nine times out of ten, it starts a fight. It's an, really? another unwritten rule. Oh, yep. Just during the nice. warm-ups? Yep. During warm-ups. It's wow. You, you you stay in your area and you go across there. You're looking for trouble. Territorial. I like it. It's very territorial. The main ones are against goalies. You don't snow the goalie. 
That'll start a fight. What is snowing the goal? Snowing is when you skate fast and spray them with ice with your skates. Yeah. I've seen Mighty Ducks, dude. Is? They use that to okay. score at least like two or three goals. So you're just telling me that Disney, the pillar of our society. You're going to run off of Emilio Estevez. Yes. Being true. Yes. Emilio Estevez is related to Charlie Sheen. He's got tiger's blood, so he would not tell us a lie in story mode or <laughs> real life. DNA. <laughs> tiger's blood. Let's go. So, the other, you know, don't snow the goalie. During warm-ups, the team takes practice shots at the goalie. Now, I'm guessing that this rule came about when before goalies had masks, but you never shoot high on a goalie, ever. Ever. You will get your ass whooped. Like by um, your own team during warm-up? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You don't do it. Oh, wow. Yeah, you don't do it. The other thing, actually, it started a fight last year with the playoffs. The goalie was right by the red line by his bench and opposing team came over and unfortunately on that team slapped the goalie with his stick huge fight where uh, just right on the pads uh-huh. but still you don't touch the goalie interesting so you could shoot a puck at you know very high velocity at him but don't touch him with your stick got it well they're not even so the goalie it wasn't even during the game it was during warm-ups oh Okay, okay. Dude, dude just rolls over there and just pops him and then skates off like no big deal. Wow. Well, don't you say the goalie's equivalent to the quarterback then in the NFL? Yeah. They, like protect him with that kind of – I did not know that. Well, think about it. That's that's your main guy right there. You got a good goalie. That's, that's – You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a big part of the game for sure. That's your biggest part of the game. Yeah. I can tell you guys that there are finished rooms – at the new climate pledge arena they are oh i figure by september october we'll have a real good idea of being able to start showing everything because right now you can't get pictures and unless you know you get permission from the news or the news gets permission from the building group and all that crap but there's some very interesting things that i can't wait to share with you guys of how the process happened and what you're gonna see it's gonna be really cool oh i can't wait to watch a game in person it's, yeah, dude. it's gonna be nice man the only thing that I, i'm not gonna like is if they're gonna do the same thing like safeco which i'm sure everybody's gonna follow suit and you know the cashless stuff and you have to pretty much get their currency there at the stadium and I'm, i don't like that idea oh is that how they do that yeah. right now you gotta buy credits there basically yep Crazy. Got to get their currency. Yeah, I mean, it's smart, though. I mean, it makes it to where you have to spend it while you're there. Well, I mean, you can use it for future use, but, I mean, it kind of sucks to have to worry about that aspect of it, you know? I'm just looking forward to when they yeah. release the cryptocurrency, the crack coin. You'll be the first buyer, right? Dude, get in early, man. When it comes to crypto, even dog shit like Doge can make you a lot of money, so there you go. Crypto, crypt coin is not the worst idea you've heard in the last 20 minutes. So please continue. So have you guys been following what the Kraken's been doing and stuff lately? Not the team themselves really, no. Yeah, so neither have I. You are, you are my source, Tommy, so let's hear. I, I'm almost thinking that we're going to have a better draft than what Vegas had. Ooh, that's, that's what's up, man. I competed it yeah. right away. Oh yeah, I think I think playoffs the first year. Honestly, I think the yeah. way that they're setting themselves up with their coach, who was, I mean, be, behind uh, Gretzky, was one of the top scorers in the NHL. Hmm. I mean, that's that's what I'm talking about, man. And that to, to me, like, I'm glad to start seeing this come to, you know, this area here, that kind of high profile and. People that have been there and done that, you know? Yeah, definitely Absolutely, got a good pedigree to build the team around. Here in the next couple of weeks, I hope we have another guest that we can bring on to the Kraken. Played some college hockey, some minor league before he got injured. Looking forward to getting him on here and getting his insight to how things are going to work with the new Kraken team. Right on, right on. So that's going to be right an upcoming episode of the uh, What's Kraken? Yep. 
All right, so we're going over right. the rink and then the differences, and then we're also going to have a guest that is a former player himself. I'm looking forward to it, Tommy. It looks, sounds pretty good. Any other uh, unwritten rules that you know of the, about the fights? No, not really. Okay. I have one, but I learned this from playing NHL on the Xbox, and I'm sure <laughs> it would translate to real life. Such a credible uh, source. Better than your body. If you're uh, traveling with the puck and your offense gets called for offsides and you take a shot on the goal anyways, that leads to a fight. Oh, yeah. It can, but I don't, not all the time. It does in the game, Tommy. My bad. My <laughs> yeah, in the game. <laughs> Xbox says it does. The, what was the motto? If it's in the game, it's in the game. <laughs> right. EA made it so. There's also no rule book on fighting in the NHL either. It's also known that if a player goes down, you stop punching. True. Now, what about pulling over the jersey? That's acceptable still, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's how you that's win. Okay. Stick, gloves, jersey. Right? Mm. So so what Wait, he is saying say is first? that stick, stick, gloves come off, you pull their jersey, and you just go to town. Yeah, which ah. it, it, I just want to point out. It was accurately portrayed by the Mighty Ducks movies as well. Just throwing that out there. I knew that. You know I knew it, but work? I knew it from there. <laughs> the flying V does not work. Johnny Phoenix has got Emilio Estevez. That's right. He's the original. What's cracking? <laughs> hmm. Emilio, what's cracking with Emilio? That's what you need nice. to change your name to. Tommy is Emilio Tommy Estehart. I just need you to shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, how Unlikely. about this? A week from today, a week from today, Jake Paul and Ben Askren are going to get it cracking. Uh-oh. Hope Jake Paul gets his What do you think about that? So do I. I can't stand that dude. But he's going to sell tickets because everyone wants to watch him get beat up. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I'll be watching I ain't it. buying it either. <laughs> I'll be watching it. I ain't going to lie. Yes, sir. It's like we can tune into Discord. You, can, you might be able to watch it with me. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as far as the hype train, like yeah. uh, c- considering, you know, they're both in boxing. I would consider them amateurs. The hype generated by a fight between two amateurs is it's pretty like unprecedented. I mean, there's a following. There's it's almost the same as a lot of fighters that are hated is they people will pay not only to see them, but to see them get knocked the fuck out. And I think that's what the biggest appeal of Jake Paul is. I, Do you I think Ben Askren has a chance? He's not the right one for this fight. He's not. I agree. He was handpicked by Jake Paul for this reason. Right, right. It was Dylan Dennis at first, and then... Wouldn't it be Dylan... funny if Jake Paul picks him because he thinks he can beat him and then gets knocked the fuck out? Well, see, Ben That's Askren what I'm is hoping for. Yeah, he, he's a world class athlete. Like, I, I don't know if he's any good at boxing, but he's definitely going to go out there and compete. Like, uh, what was it? Chael Sonnen was saying is that that's his biggest is that he's used to competition. He's, he's the nerves won't be there as much. He's going to really clench a lot, try to wear him down, and then maybe knock him out later on. So, I think that if Ben Askren can frustrate him and just kind of throw him off his game. He might be able to win just based off the fact that if you took like two people at a gym, one of these guys has competed for years and years, that experience is just going to come in handy. Ben Askren is not Nate Robinson. No. Right. No, because Nate Robinson could knock the fuck out. He had no fighting experience whatsoever. I mean, he's got combat experience, and it's. I think it's going to translate. I think, I think Jake Paul's going to get embarrassed, man. I really do. I hope so. That would be amazing. But I'd like to I'm see. Could you imagine? Matt, he does get like just demolished. the The internet never loses. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. then, what would he do He'll to come back from this? He's got to fight his brother. I'm serious. I think that that would be the money fight because it's the only because at that point, if Ben Askren, who's again an amateur when it comes to boxing, beats him, he has no legitimate callouts after that. Everyone else is gonna say, "Well." This this fucking fuzzy Q-tip just whooped your ass. Why would I step in there with you? Right. So his brother, but they still have their YouTube. Somebody would actually step up 
and not even take money for the fight and just go beat the shit out of him. Nah. I think if he wins this one, though, he gets a real a legitimate fighter to come out and fucking put a boxing gloves on Nate Diaz. You know, his next move might be challenging somebody in an MMA fight. That would be fucking stupid. I agree, but I'd watch that too just to watch him get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one is going to be a knife fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Into Britain's underworld of bare knuckle boxing. It's crazy. It just keeps getting deeper and deeper. It's crazy. Taking on Paige Van Zant, bare knuckle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Well, good stuff. I hope it's a good fight. Not really. I hope Jake Paul gets demolished, but I don't know, man. I don't know if Ben Askren will be able to get inside. We'll see. Yeah. I hope he does. hope he doesn't get disqualified for I trying to grapple. hope at the beginning of the fight that Jake Paul fakes the Jorge Masvidal knee towards him, like run towards him and throws the fakes a flying knee. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. That would be really funny. And then Askren knocks him out. Yeah. Yeah. Runs, <laughs> fakes it, and then in the process of stopping the knee, gets fucking caught. Just boop. <laughs> oh, man. That would be, like, epic, epic. Yep. We'll see, man. Yep. That's it. All right. Well, that's all I got, folks. Tommy, Johnny, Easy E, you guys all got anything? We are good. We're good. I can hear the Roger music that. in the background. And we that's the outro, whether you ready or not. Who was this episode's idiot? Let us know.